This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 845 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have good neighbor Stephanie Bunnett, her company, Kuljani Craft Coffee and Gallery. And Stephanie, I said cool, I should be Kuhn. So it's Kuhn Craft Coffee and Gallery. Did I do better the second time there? <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, coffee. Who doesn't like coffee or even talk about it? So this is, this is great. This is a, a nice, you know, interruption to my uh, awesome Monday. It's even awesomer now. So let's get into your company, Coon Johnny uh, Craft Coffee and Gallery. Fill us in. Thank you so much for having me, first off. It's awesome to be here. I like Absolutely. I'm in good company. I've listened to some of the other episodes and, and seen your other guests. And so I think it's great what you're doing. So thank you for including us. It's awesome to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you sound like you have like the, the Southern Naples accent. Is that uh, am I some correct kind there? of Southern? Um, I'm from Zimbabwe originally. Uh, I've been here since 2007. So the accent comes and goes, I think, wow. um, depending on. Wow. <laughs> very, very cool. And and do you uh, do you get back there much or you pretty much I try here? to. We try and go back um like once a year because we still have family over there and then we, we do have the different vendors that we partner with um in the gallery part of the of the business and so we try and get back to, you know, get more things and more merchandise or so at least just connect with the different vendors that we partner with. But I had a baby six months ago, so that's kind of throwing off the travel plans. Wow. <laughs> so that'll have to wait <laughs> a little bit longer this year. But hopefully next year we'll take her over there and see. Yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And and you said yes. you had a girl? A little girl. Yep. Yep. And does she get into the gallery and the, uh, the, the shop. So I actually worked quite a lot like far on in my pregnancy. And so she was around all the sounds and all the hustle and bustle yeah. for yeah. most of the time in the womb. Um, and now I bring her in as much as I can. And she sort of seems calmer when she's yeah. at the shop. I think she's used to the sounds. So she's already. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. So explain the gallery and, and the shop and, and what sure. you're doing there. So we are a coffee shop primarily a coffee shop um but we also have the gallery um retail space connected as well and like i mentioned earlier we sell handmade fair trade items mainly from africa and we pay for them outright so nothing's on consignment um so we buy everything just up front so that the vendors can you know support their families because a lot of the times it's one person supporting like 10 people down the line. So for them to get the money right away is very important. Um, so we try and do that as much as we can. Um, and then we also have a nonprofit connected to the business as well. And we've actually been able to put in a lot of um, various water tanks and water pumps into Africa over the years, which has been which has been great. Um, that's something that's really close to my heart. Um, and we've partnered with a really good company right. that that does that. So that's that side of the business. Um, but the main part is the coffee, like I mentioned. Um, and that sort of brings people yeah. in and keeps them coming back. We're really blessed with our local 
following and our regulars and yeah just we can sort of tell the time of the day based on which customer is coming through the door because they're so regular and so loyal so we're really really grateful for the community that we've sort of the extended family that we've sort of gathered um and gained just from opening which is the main reason that we opened our doors is community and human connection and just creating a safe space for people to come in when we opened we wanted it to yeah. feel like we were inviting a friend or a family member into our own home for a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and that's sort of what we but that was our driving force so that's sort of what we wanted to do when we opened yeah. um just a long-winded explanation yeah. to your no, I mean, I, that's what it's all about. I mean, it, it's an extension of, of you and your family. Your, your mom's involved in the business yeah, as well, so right? Yeah, so we opened it together um, and almost, well, it'll be seven years in February. So coming up on seven years. Um, mm. And then she actually moved to Costa Rica recently, a couple of years ago. And so for the last three years, I've oh, been yeah. sort of manning the ship. So... She's in Costa Rica now. Um, and then I've also opened another Kanjani in Costa Rica with my brother. So we've gone international, which is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. So, so how did this all begin? Tell us about your journey into the coffee business. So I graduated from college. I was going to go into medicine. And then I had a whole plan, 10-year plan. And then I graduated. And I was like, this is something that I really want to do. And when I got down to it, I was I just decided that, no, that's not what I wanted to do. So I found myself at home again with my parents, not knowing what to do, didn't have a job, was bored, was boring them, obviously. Um, and so my mom just suggested, she was like, well, you love coffee. Why don't you just go and get like a job at Starbucks? Just get a part-time job at Starbucks and just go and fill some of your day which I ended up doing um, and I quickly was promoted and just sort of got like clicked with, you know, the coffee business and the coffee industry, um, learned a lot of what to do and what a lot not to do. Um, and so <laughs> then my mom and I decided that, well, she was working in an art gallery at the time and we just decided, why don't we just join forces? Because back home in Zimbabwe, it's very common to find sort of like hybrid businesses you would just go to someone's house and it would be like a little gift gift store or a little coffee shop a tea room and it was always this like sort of hybrid thing um and we couldn't find that here in naples and we were longing for close-knit community that we missed from zimbabwe we didn't really feel that here you could go to a coffee shop but it was just sort of cold and impersonal and so we thought well why don't we just create it why don't we just do it together um and like i mentioned before just right. a space where people could feel welcome and remembered and appreciated and like community and part of the family so yeah. that was always been our driving force is just to bring people together and whoever comes to the door no matter who you are you are welcome we'll take care of you and you are safe and you are seen and we appreciate you coming in. And so that's what we decided to do. And almost seven years later, we still have people coming in and just saying, wow, I met so-and-so here. I, I formed a community. I formed a tribe. I 
well, me personally, I actually met my husband here. So that's like a success story in itself. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we've had so many people just make connections here and that's sort of what it's all about. And if you can drink an amazing cup of coffee while you do it, then that's just cherry on top. <laughs> oh, that's great. So how about when it comes to myths or misconceptions about the coffee business or coffee itself? What do you hear that you could speak no, to? Absolutely. I have had so many people say to me, wow, it must be just so easy and fun to open a coffee shop, make boatloads of money and just sort of chill and hang back and just, you know, sit around drinking tea and coffee all day, eating treats. So I think that's a huge misconception. Um, I actually had one person say, wow, I wish I could just retire and open a coffee shop in my free time. And I was like, sir, this is a full-time, extra full-time, take-it-home kind of job. So I think that's a big misconception, Um, especially when people come to Kanjani because we're so – with the team members and our staff, we really are like a family. And so I think people see us sort of like hanging out and, you know, jowling together and they think that yep. it's all just sort of hang out with your friends. You make it look. Yeah. It but yeah. it's a lot of work. It's a yep. lot of work. And obviously as a business owner, you take everything home um, and worry about everything and everyone after hours. But I think, yeah, that's just the main misconception is how much work actually goes yeah. into it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, that, that goes for any business. And uh, I mean, you've got two businesses in one there. I mean, the retail as well as the, I mean, the retail slash gallery as well as the, the coffee. So uh, double added bonus, and which just simply means double the work. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, oh, and then add a newborn now. I know. So, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's that's awesome, and and yeah, for for listeners who may not know the statistics, I mean, it's and I don't know them either. It's been a while, but you know, most businesses don't last through the first year or two years, and the vast majority—I mean, not vast majority—of businesses never make it through five years. And I think a big reason for that, which you address, Stephanie, is that we go in generally looking at a coffee shop. In my case, I was in a health club business. I had a lot of my members who said, oh, same thing. You're so lucky you get to, you know, hang around and work out all day and talk to members. And they had no clue. And of course, they then tried to open up their own (laughs) health club and failed miserably, not because they weren't smart or, or anything else, but they went in with the with different intentions. You know, they looked at it as as a hobby. Right. Um, something I could do part time, and it just doesn't. That's the recipe for disaster in any business. So, uh, yeah, you know that. Um, but for those few seconds that you get outside of the business, what do you do for fun? Um, so now with the baby, we are pretty full time with her, um, and she's starting to get mobile and learning how to crawl and all of those fun things. So. My husband and I just love to spend time with her and we have a dog as well and and he has a pretty big family that's here. So we really just spend our time with family around the pool, cooking, eating, um, just hanging out, I think. Just, yeah, just with family and just being together and then obviously seeing friends where we can. Um, It mainly involves food and and people. So just sort of connecting over 
combination. Yeah, we love to cook. We love to eat. Uh, So (laughs) that's pretty much what we do. And then traveling to Costa Rica as much as we can, um, obviously to check on the other business. But like I mentioned, my mom's over there. So, yeah, just more family and more food. (laughs) (laughs) How about when it comes to a hardship or life challenge? What comes to mind a period of time you were challenged? You got over it, through it, under it, however. And now looking back, you can say, because of that, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Um, Honestly, I think when we had to close, well, we weren't forced to close due to COVID, but when that hit, um, that was pretty rough on the business because, you know, we're used to serving people and and the community. And so that was pretty hard um, when that came around, but we kind of made it work. We set up a little, like, drive-through pickup station and um we supported our team members and our staff members throughout the whole time we were closed um i think that helped us learn a lot as well that just even if you can't see each other's faces fully you can still connect um you know because everyone was wearing masks and everything and we're doing it through a drive-through window um but it was great because our our regulars and our community still rallied for us which was just amazing but I think in general in terms of business and I think other business owners will can attest to this I think just finding the right team members to work in your business like staffing issues is so difficult so so hard in general um and I think the reason that we've been able to be so successful is because we just have the most amazing team who are so loyal and just so sweet and lovely and they love people. So whenever I hire someone new, they worry if they don't have coffee experience. I say, I absolutely do not care if you have coffee experience. I care if you're a people person and you like people because if Mm. you don't like people, then this is not the job for you because we're in the people business. So um, (laughs) it's very important. So I think that's just in terms of finding the right crew and finding the right people is just, it's, it's hard. And I think especially now, everywhere you go, I feel like people are putting signs now hiring, now hiring because it's so easy these days to just work remote or work at home. And so to actually get out of the house, go to work um, is, is hard to find people. So I'm really grateful for the, the, the staff that we have. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, Doing a great job. I mean, it wasn't until recently that I wouldn't, you know, see a Starbucks that had either limited hours and in one case completely closed because they could they couldn't find the help. It's hard. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about? Kunjani Craft Coffee and Gallery, what would that be? So we actually roast our own beans. We have a roaster, and I think a lot of our customers don't realize that um, yet. And that's something that we are really passionate about, not just because we can have full control over the product that we're, that we're you know, putting out there. Um, and our beans are delicious and great, and they're roasted fresh small batch every week my husband actually is doing a lot of the roasting so shout out to him um but (laughs) yeah so our and our roaster is great it's zero emission as well so it's not awful for the environment it's um green if you if you can say that um and yeah we 
We also have a really great relationship with the farmers that we buy the green coffee from. And something that we are passionate about is a program called Tip the Farmer. So every every time someone buys either um, beans from us or a cup of coffee in store, a portion of that goes directly to the farmer that produced that bean. And they can use that money for however they want to use it, which is really great. Um, it's not stipulated, um, the conditions. So that's something that we're so passionate about because just like with our products in the gallery section, we wanted to have a one-on-one you know, connection with our farmers and just make sure that they were being compensated more than fairly because the coffee industry is just notorious for I don't know, like shortchanging the people that do the hardest work in the industry. Um, And so our coffee is not obviously outrageously expensive, but it's not super, super cheap um, because we do make sure that we are paying correctly for the beans that we're buying. So that's something that I wish more people knew about. Um, And you can sign up for a subscription as well. So you just type in your details and your coffee can get shipped right to your door however frequently you want it. Uh, so that's something that we're very excited about as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love the fact that, that you, uh, not brew, um, roast, roast the coffee in small batches, yeah. right? Because it, it's, it's so much fresher. Yeah. And way. you can really tell a difference yeah. that it hasn't just been sitting on the shelf, roasted to death, forgotten about for months and then brewed it. It doesn't have that sort yep. of, stale taste compared to other big, bigger, bigger businesses. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know we have listeners who want to learn more, who want your coffee, whether it's say ship it to me or stop by, go ahead and share how uh, our listeners can get in touch or get on. Absolutely. So you can come straight to the store. We are located at 780 Seagate drive here in Naples, right across the entrance to waterside shops, or you can just go on our website, um, kunjaninaples.com and all the information is on there. You can find the subscription information. You can find our hours, the address again, phone number, all of that. Or if you just have any questions that you need answered, you can just email me at hello at kunjaninaples.com. Hello. <laughs> well, Stephanie, really appreciate you being on this show. And again, congratulations. Thanks for all you're doing, not only in Naples there, but I mean, my goodness, Africa and the farmers and uh, you, you have a, a wonderful, wonderful heart and spirit. And uh, we wish you the best going forward. Thank you so much, and thank you again for having me. This was great. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.